Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Rabbi Jeff's Spirit Abishir, where we attempt to understand the meaning behind the instructions of our sages and how it's relevant to our lives today. We do this, of course, using the thoughts of our teachers before us and try to make them applicable to our times. Feel free, please, to contact me with any comments or questions at rjfromlj at aol.com. The Perkyavis Podcast is a project of the Intentional Jew Podcast Network, where we actively encourage Jews to think and engage in the search of how to be intentionally Jewish. Check us out on intentionaljew.com. Okay, Akavi Ben Malal Lomer. And every time I say this, you know, unfortunately, I've been to a to a, a few funerals here and already in Eretz Yisrael, and there's they've all every funeral I've been to so far has been in um, Eretz Achayim in uh, Beit Shemesh. And the Chavar Kedisha guy is the same, it's the same guy that runs it every time. And I hear his voice saying this, this Mishnah, Kavi Ben Mahalalel, which is one of the things that they say at a funeral. Um, so I, I got a little flipped out when I started to read the Mishnah. I heard this guy's voice in my, uh, in my head, which only went to, to actually an important understanding of what this Mishnah is talking about. Because well, we'll see in a second. Kavi Ben Mahalalel says, He's Taka Dvarim. You should look at see. Keeping your eyes, keeping your head, three things. Look at three things. And you're not going to come to sin. So you should know from whence you come. And where you are going. And who in the future you're going to give. You're going to give an accounting and a judgment. From where you came, you came from a tipa srucha. You came from a putrid drop, which means that you came from um, from a, a drop of semen. You're a nat, you're a human being. Ulana toholech, and where you're going, lemakom offer rima visayle. You're going to a place of dirt and worms, and you're basically basically going to what you have to look forward to is that you're going to be worm fodder. And in the future, in front of whom you're going to have to give din v'cheshbon, you're going to have to give a calculation. A, it, it's more than a calculation, which we'll see in a second. But in front of the King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. Now, not the happiest mission in the world, and it and it's certainly, you know, it's it's sort of escapes me on the surface of how this mission is meant to encourage me to do anything. You know, this, is, this is going to keep me from sinning. The, the, there is a girsa, there is a version of this mission that changes the word from ve'inata to ve'iata. We'll see why that's important in a minute. But you're not going to come to sin. Why? Because I'm going to be so freaked out that, you know, you're calling me you came from a putrid drop. What what a nice thing to say about a person. You know, to, it sort of conjures up all kinds of silly images and all kinds of, you know, your head goes to places that it just doesn't need to go to. Like, what does that mean you come from a putrid drop? Who's putrid drop? What do I need to think about that? You know, it's like you were the product of a, of a sexual union like that. We, it's weird. It's weird. And remember, these are rabbis talking. This is not street talk. So why would you have to remember that you came from a putrid drop? And, and where are you going to? Why not say with violins in the background, where you're going to is a place of absolute peace and nirvana. You're going to be basking in the light of the Lord. Something sweet like that. 
Instead, you're going to say, where are you going? You're going down and you're going into dirt and you're going to be the lunch of a lot of worms. I don't understand. How does that motivate me? Gee, I want to do more mitzvos. How does it motivate me? How does it lift me up? And then, in front of whom you have to give a calculation. What are you trying to scare the heck out of me? You know, you're trying to, you're trying to beat me into submission by telling me you're going to pay for that later, right? You know, you're going to have to give an accounting for that. You're going to have to justify why you did that. I know that's true, but what are you keeping there? What do you need to remind me for? I need to know this. I need to have this in the front of my mind. This has to be something important to me to do mitzvahs. Don't understand. What does it mean that I look at these three things and I, and I will, not, will not come to sin? What does will not? You guarantee me I'm not going to sin? This is the guarantee. If I think of these three things, I'm not going to sin? And, and what does it mean that I'm going to have to give a din v'cheshbon? Cheshbon, I understand. Cheshbon's calculation. What's a din? You're going to have to judge something. I'm not judging anything. I'm being judged. When I die, I'm going to the big judgment in the sky. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm not going to din v'cheshbon. I'm not going up there saying, looking at God and saying, you know, God, I got a bone to pick with you. That's not that's what it is. So why are you calling it a din v'cheshbon? It's not a din v'cheshbon. It's a cheshbon. It's a calculation. You're going to have to justify this. What's the din v'cheshbon? If you remember in the beginning of the second chapter, we had a very similar thing. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe Yehuda Anasi said that in the second half of the Mishnah, I think it's enough for me just to read it. I'm, I'm sorry. The Yistaka B'Shlosh keep in mind three things. Very, very, it's the same statement. Know what's above you, an eye in roev ozen shomas, an eye that sees, an ear that hears, and everything you do is written in a book. A little more positive. It's still a little frightening, but you know, I don't got any of the worm fodder stuff. I don't got any of the putrid drop stuff. And what was that necessary? What, what did you put that in for? Just say it this way. It's nice. Remember that God sees everything, God hears everything, and everything you do is written in a book. That's pretty frightening, but not nearly as bad as Perigimel Mishnah The Gemara says that when you, in Pagabacham Menuvel Zef, the, if the, the Menuvel, the, the filthy one, meaning the Yetzahara, the evil inclination, desire to do something wrong, grabs a person. So the Gemara brings a three-pronged attack. First thing you do is you remember the Shema. You say the Shema. First thing you do is learn Torah. And then if that doesn't work, then you say the Shema. And then if that doesn't work, so then you remember the day of death. So they always ask the question, what do you need to go through a three-pronged attack for? Why don't you just remember the day of death? Just remember where you're going. Remember that you're going to be worm fodder and that everything you're putting into this world, into investing into the physical things and the material things in this world are really nothing. And in the end, you can't take it with you. You're going to get there. It's going to be pretty empty. So, so what, are you, what are you pushing? What are you doing for? So like, just remember that. Remember the fact that you're going to die and you need to, you're going to have to give a calculation. Why do you have to go through all the other stuff? Why do you have to remember the Shema? Why do you have to remember that? Why do you have to learn Torah? If you want to stop him dead in his tracks, you want to stop your desire, then just remember, buddy, the pleasure you're going to get now, it's not worth it because you can't take it with you in the grave. And all you're going to have in the grave is you're going to be empty and you're going to have to give a, an, a justification for it. So you don't really want to go down this road. So what exactly does that mean? 
why don't we remember the day of death? And the reason is because after you mention it often enough, you're not really moved by it. It doesn't mean anything to you. You know, you think about the day of death, death often enough, it doesn't really, it doesn't really inspire you because you're not frightened of it anymore. So then this thing is really, if I, you know, if I learn this mission or hear this mission enough times, it doesn't really mean anything. It's not going to do it for me. So what's a Kavi Ben Mahalal trying to tell me? So I'll tell you what I think. I think Akavi Ben Malal is coming to tell me something very special. And that he's not trying to frighten me at all, nor scare me into submission, nor scare me into, into observing commandments. What he's trying to tell me is like this, something that we've spoken about many, many times. That we've spoken about many times, that we understand that we are only our productivity. We only have what we do. The qualities that we've been given, that's not us. Those are the gifts that God has given us. We know that our father contributed something to our life. We know that our mother contributed something to our life. That's what it means, tipas rucha. That you have to know that you came from, you, you're a human being. And as a human being, you have, you were endowed with certain genetic qualities. Genetic qualities that came from your mother, genetic qualities that came from your father. But we say that a person has three partners, mother, father, and God. And that God also gives a person things. God also is part of the, part of the, the package and the equation of the basis of a person's life, of what, of what a person is endowed with. And what happens when a person dies? When a person dies, what their father gave them and what their mother gave them, so then that goes into the ground and it decomposes. That goes into the ground at the end of the day, it's given back to the earth. It's given back to the source of where it came from. And what are you left with? You're left with all the potentials you're left with all the talents, all the gifts that were given to you by God. And even that goes back. Because that, God takes that because it belongs to him. They don't belong to you. The only thing that belongs to you is what you make of yourself. Is what you do with yourself, the kind of person you become. It's not about coming out with a cure for Corona. It's not about coming up with a cure for cancer. That's not what you do with yourself. It's the kind of mensch you become, the kind of parent you become, the kind of spouse you become, the kind of human being you become. That's who you are. That's what you have done. And that's what you take with you. It's your shame tove, as we've spoken about and we'll speak about many times. It's your good name. It's your good accomplishments, your good deeds. That's what you have with you. And therefore, when you die, you're going to have to make a din v'cheshbon. You have to make a calculation. You're going to have to judge yourself. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to make a calculation. And you're going to have to give back to God what belongs to him. 
and the rest is you. And if that's the case, while you're alive, you need to be thinking these thoughts. While you're alive, you have to recognize that what I take with me to my grave is critical. And that's where I need to be putting my efforts. Not into the, to the cash, and I mean that in both ways, A-C-H and A-C-H-E. It's not in the, it's not in the cash. Somehow Siri liked what I was saying. The, um, the, it's, not, it's not the cash and it's not the stuff that I'm amassing. That's not where I need to put in my energy. Where I need to put in my energy is into me, into doing something with me. And therefore, if I remember this, if I remember that I'm not going anywhere, I'm, I can't take all this with me. If I remember where I come from, I remember where I'm going to, I remember that I'm going to have to give back all of those raw materials, because the raw materials belong to my parents, belong ultimately to the earth. They belong to God. They're all going back to where they came from. And therefore, I need to invest my life with something meaningful. I'm not remembering the day of death. I'm remembering to make use of what I have now. And don't let it go to waste. And that's what a Kavi is reminding me, which is actually very uplifting. It's not depressing. He's not trying to scare me or to depress me. He's trying to remind me of my mortality, to remind me of the fact that it is not going to last forever. And therefore, I need to make something of it now. I need to do a din v'cheshbon before the ultimate din v'cheshbon because I need to look at myself and to say, what's me? Which part of this is me? Now, I'll tell you an amazing thing. A lot of times, people have a lot of blessings in their lives and they're still miserable. And you wonder, why is a person still miserable? So I'll tell you something. There was, the Talmud says that there was a wedding. And at the wedding, there was a sage who was asked to sing a song. So the sage gets up and he sings the following song. Now I want you to play this movie in your mind. Right? There's a wedding. There's a band. Hundreds of people are there. The rabbi gets up to sing. Da-dun, da-dun, dun, dun, and he sings. Woe is to us for the day that we die. Woe is to us for the day that we die. And that was considered a beautiful song. It was like amazing. So it was gorgeous. Really? That's weird. Can you imagine? You know, lyrics of many songs today are a little embarrassing, but that's weird to sing at a chasna and people walk away happy. Wow, I'm so happy. I'm going to die. Like, what, is that, what does that mean? You know, it's also very interesting that on Yontif, when it tells us that you have to rejoice in your festivals, it tells us that we also have a custom of saying Yisker. That's a, that's a weird thing. You know, the, the Vilna Gon says, what's the most difficult mitzvah in the Torah? The Vilna Gon says, "Visamachta bechagecha." You know why? Be happy on your festivals, and it's talking about in Sukkot. And you know why? 
because it's seven days long. Yeah, most people can't be happy for seven minutes. Seven days long, you have to be happy the whole time. Oh, and then what, is, what do our rabbis do? Say, we want you to be happy. Say Yisker. Yisker is like going to a funeral. You know, for those that say Yisker, it's like going, it's like going backwards. It's going back to, to Shiva. It's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty hard time. I wouldn't say that it adds to the joy of the festival. What in the world are we saying Yisker for on the holidays in Charles Regalim, on the days of our joy? What are we saying Yisker for? So I want to tell you an incredible, incredible thing. When we have expectations, so then expectations don't make us happy. Because things happen the way we expected them to. Okay, that's the way I expected it to happen. It happened. It doesn't necessarily bring me joy. I'll give you a few examples. You know, when a person, when a person gets a salary, so they get their paycheck. Okay, that's what they expected to get the paycheck. It came last month. It's supposed to be coming next month. It came now. It's good. That's the way it goes. But when you get a bonus, oh, you're dancing on air. You come running home, look at the bonus. Because you weren't expecting the bonus to happen. And when you're not expecting the bonus to happen, then all of a sudden it becomes valuable. You know, we have a certain expectation that our parents or our siblings or our children are going to be in our lives for a certain time. And when they are, we just sort of accept it. We're happy that they're there, but at the end of the day, it doesn't bring us great joy because it's an expectation. But when somebody gets sick and you don't think that they're going to make it to a simcha and they make it to the simcha, then you're so filled with joy because you didn't really expect them to be able to be there. You know, you can tell from the opposite way how miserable many people were Pesach time because they had expectations that Pesach was going to be the same as last year Pesach and then all of a sudden it wasn't. And when it wasn't, you got this like incredible wake-up call into the realization that, you know what? Nothing has to be the way you expect it to be. Nothing is ever going to be the way you expect it to be because you shouldn't have expectations. And when you don't have expectations, you have much more joy and happiness because then you're so surprised by everything that happens. You're so appreciative of everything that happens. When the rabbi stood up at the chasen and he said, he said, look, remember, you're going to die. What he was doing was reminding everybody, don't just take things for granted. Don't have expectations. Don't assume that because you're alive today, you're going to be alive tomorrow. And therefore, appreciate what you have right now and make sure you don't waste a second. Because you got it now and you don't know if you're going to have it next week. You got it today. You don't know you're going to have it later on in the day. You know, wake up in the morning, we're supposed to say, ani lefanecha. So many people forget to say Maidani, and many people, when they say it, they say it like, you know, like they're reading off a, a, you know, an ingredient list. It's like nothing. You know, you're reading a bank statement. Think of what you're saying. What you're saying is, I don't want to take it for granted that I woke up this morning because it's, not, it's nothing for granted. I, can, I don't expect anything. When you don't expect anything, life is awesome. It's amazing. Everything is so is such a surprise. Everything is so beautiful. Everything is an incredible gift. Vailon Demisam, when he stood up at the chasen and he sang the song, what was to us because we're going to die, what he was doing is reminding people, don't take life for granted. That's why Yisker actually brings us tremendous joy. Because Yisker reminds us, even the people that walk out during Yisker, Yisker reminds us that, you know what? It reminds us of our mortality. We're going to die. If I'm going to die, that means I can't take for granted the day that I have today. I can't take for granted this yontif. I can't take for granted this second, this moment, this existence. 
this experience. I cannot take this for granted. And therefore, I have to appreciate the second that I have. I have to appreciate the life that I have. I have to appreciate every single thing that I have. Vailon de Mison. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Yes, I'm going to die, but I'm going to die means that let me grab every second now. It's such a gift every second. That's what Akavi Ben Malal was trying to teach us. Akavi Ben Malal was trying to say, look at these three things. It will be impossible for you to sin because you will appreciate every moment. You'll recognize that, look, you recognize where you come from. You were given gifts. You came from a tipa srucha. Tipa srucha means that you, wouldn't just, you didn't just pop into this world. Ding! Right? You didn't just come into existence. You came from a tipa srucha. Tipa srucha carries in it DNA. It carries gifts from the mother, gifts from your father. And those gifts are going to be taken back in the end. It's Rima Vesaleo. You're going back into the earth. It's going back to its source. God also gave you gifts. And you're going to have to make a din v'cheshbon in front of him. You're going to have to calculate. You're going to have to figure which is God's gifts. And then you're going to come to who is me. What did I accomplish in my lifetime? What did I do? Who am the me that I'm looking at in the mirror? And that's going to inspire me. It's going to lift me up. It's going to put, it's going to give me speed. It's going to give me energy to do the things that I need to do. Because it's going to remind me to constantly look at myself. Don't take things for granted. Don't take the gifts that I've been given for granted and make sure I do something with them. Very different than the message of the second Mishnah. Of the second parak. The second parak was look at three things and they will keep you away from sinning. Because you'll remember that God's watching. And that's a good thing to keep in mind. But that's to keep you away from sin. That's to steer you a little bit to the other side of the road. This is not to keep you away from sin. This is This is to make it that you will consider your life. You will consider the value of your life. You'll consider what you're doing. You'll reassess yourself and you'll say, I could never ruin it. How can I waste my life? I've been given such an amazing gift. You will never come to sin. And that's how the third parak begins. With a reminder to Yistakil. Open your eyes and look at these three things. Remember that you are a human being. You are a mortal. And as a mortal, you've been given a gift of life. Do not take it for granted. Appreciate every day and maximize every moment.